0: Welcome to the Disciples Today podcast. I'm your host Justin Renton from Johannesburg, South Africa, and I'm joined today by my good friends uh, Chris Ugbenaya from Lagos, Willie Mayuki from Nairobi, Kenya, and Richard Ayenda, who has spent uh, over a decade in Kampala, but now back in East Africa in in Nairobi, Kenya. Welcome, guys. Yeah. Good, good
1: evening. Hey. Thank you. Babe. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good evening, Jay. Thank you for having us.
0: Oh, it's, it's so good to hear your guys' voices and to be able to chat like this. This is fantastic. Maybe we can just start, uh, you know, chatting about, uh, you know, how's it going in, in each of your countries, and, and uh, you guys can sort of uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how the COVID pandemic has affected, you know, life in your country. We can maybe start with you, Chris, you know, from, uh, from Lagos. How, how are things going and, and how is Nigeria uh, doing through this pandemic?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, Jay. Uh, we have um, a present uh, situation where we uh, now uh, come up to about 33,000 people uh, infected in Nigeria. And um, presently, we've had uh, close to 800 people dying. Um, we've had like 13,000 or thereabouts about uh, released and uh, who are getting better and released. And uh, on the average, we are having like six to 700 people uh, every day uh, across uh, Nigeria. So it's, uh, Lagos is the epicenter, and um, it's, uh, the numbers are going, especially since after the uh, easing off of the lockdown that we experienced. Uh, we experienced a three-month lockdown, and then the government opened up. The, the numbers are now rising. Um, apparently, we um, we haven't had uh, much in terms of uh, testing going on. I think um, on the average we have had maybe something less than fifty thousand people that have been, you know, tested. And so it's um, it's just ridiculous, you know, because they are not being able to provide the test kits and all that, and um, and even the tracing as well. You not know, it's just like we have one person. To about hundred thousand people, you know, you know, to, to trace if there is anyone infected. So it's a very grim, you know, you know, grim situation. Uh, the government is trying its best, but um, we're just um, right now. I think it's come to a situation where we have um, community infection and um, community infection, and so we are we're praying and hoping that uh, this. Um, you know, it's controlled, you know, and all that. So, so that's our present state. Uh, we're praying that uh, things will get better in terms of, um, you know, the medical, you know, facilities. You know, some of them are overstretched, and um, people are, are just have to go home and uh, isolate. So, because there are no beds to take care of people. So, so it's um, that's our present. Uh, predicament
0: um, at the at the moment. Wow! And um, Richard, you guys in, in East Africa? How how are things in Nairobi? Uh, thank you very
1: much, Jay, um, for having us here. Uh, in Nairobi, we just uh, we are ten days since uh, the lockdown of about three months was uh, East. There was sufficient of movement from uh, the Nairobi County, which is the capital to the rest of the country so that was eased off on the about 10 days ago and we see the number of cases now rising every single day Uh, we have more than nine thousand cases uh, in kenya right now Uh, most people are locked within the nairobi city and mombasa city and so when the head of state opened up the uh, these cities, most people have traveled to the rural areas, in the villages. And so we are seeing now the virus going to the communities, uh, in the rural areas in villages, which is very concerning, because uh, the medical field is not that um, very effective outside of the city. Already most of the ICUs in the city are overwhelmed. Uh, we hear reports of people being turned uh, away from the hospitals because they are not there are no beds. Uh, We also do have a challenge with the quality of testing. In some cases, like uh, today on the news, there was a case of discordant uh, testing where in one laboratory they're told they're positive, they go to another laboratory, and they're told they're negative. So there's a lot of confusion right now, but uh, it's not an easy time, uh, as we can all imagine in our different uh, cities. We're really just trusting in God that uh, with all that's going on, uh, we rely on God's protection. Uh, William, without more information.
0: Right. You know, we uh, in South Africa, we, we are now number eight in the world with the number of cases. We have over 300,000 cases of COVID in South Africa. Uh, I think we, we are probably within a week, we'll get into the top five countries in the world with the number of cases. Thankfully, our death rate yeah. has been much lower. We have, you know, four and a half thousand people that have died. But, know, we're at a very tough point right now where our our hospitals are starting to be overrun, (laughs) certainly in the Eastern Cape and Mm -hmm. certain provinces, you know, there's no longer ICU beds for some, some patients, you know, and, uh, and so we are uh, obviously right in the middle of winter season right now as well. So it's very tough. Please, you know, if you guys can be praying for us uh, as we pray for you, Mm -hmm. you know, just for the next few months to see, you know, that God protects, um, you know, disciples. So and we've had a number of disciples in the church that have been you know, tested positive. Thankfully, no one has died. They've all recovered. But um, uh, maybe I can ask, uh, William, how has it affected the church? How has this pandemic affected the church in Nairobi?
1: Uh, thank you uh, so much, Jay. Indeed, as Richard said, uh, it's been a, a very uh, difficult uh, uh, situation uh, because uh, before the easing that just took place, uh, we had uh, three counties on lockdown. Uh, There was uh, in uh, Nairobi, in uh, Mombasa, in Kuala. These were like uh, epicenters uh, of the virus. Even though uh, with these lockdowns, because of issues of uh, uh, corruption in the government and uh, those supposed to actually make sure that uh, uh, the the roads are closed, uh, many people still moved in and out. And so the virus uh, kept on uh, spreading. Uh, but uh, it also affected the church in that um, uh, we found that uh, we could not be able to meet together as uh, we we used to meet because uh, there were very tough restrictions uh, that were put down. Uh, All churches uh, were closed, so we could not have uh, physical uh, meetings uh, really taking place, and so we had to revert uh, to virtual meetings. Unfortunately, because of uh, the social economic status, uh, that is uh, very uh, varying, the different people, not everyone, was has been able to connect consistently in those virtual meetings and they meet together with everyone else. And so there are numbers of people uh, who are left out and uh, who are, it is difficult to be able to meet because either they do not have a smartphone. Um, or uh, if they have a smartphone, they don't have enough money to buy what we call mobile data to be able to connect because they they don't have Wi-Fi either. And so these are some of the challenges that uh, that we face in the church, and we have to keep calling people, talking down individuals, figuring out how we can connect uh, with those uh, uh, who are challenged uh, in that sense. But it has also affected uh, the collections of the church because uh, there are a large number of uh, uh, people whose income has uh, drastically gone down. Uh, there are many who have uh, lost their jobs. Uh, there are those who um, have been uh, told to wait uh, because uh, you know the businesses that they were part of uh, are uncertain of the future, and so they are not able to operate in full capacity. Uh, so they are just going to wait and see. And so they don't have an income, they don't have jobs. And uh, that has affected their giving. And so the collections of the church have uh, also been affected. Uh, But, uh, you know, we thank God for uh, those who have been able to just continue uh, to give in in amazing ways uh, to the point where, you know, uh, we're not feeling like uh, we've lost a very large percentage of the collection as it were uh, by this time. But definitely, just uh, being in each other's lives, uh, we believe in one another's relationships, in discipling relationships. These have been affected because of that uh, uh, every restriction that has been there, issues of uh, not meeting together physically as much. And so that has really affected the church. We've also had um, uh, several disciples test positive. Uh, so far, we've had four members of the church test positive uh, for COVID-19. And uh, it's been very costly as they've gone through uh, uh, the uh, medical uh, treatment. And so it's uh, very challenging uh, for them as well. Uh, please be praying for us. Uh, one of the brothers has, uh, has been uh, critical. Uh, this time is actually in a uh, uh, high dependency unit uh, on oxygen. And uh, we are praying that uh, he will be able to pull through. But uh, this uh, has really been heavy. Uh, for us, is a brother that uh, we've been with since the early 90s. It's a very challenging uh, situation right there. But I would pray that uh, indeed
0: uh, God will help us and that will pull us through uh, this situation. Back to you. Now, Chris, for you, how has the, the pandemic and the lockdown affected the church in, in Lagos and West Africa?
1: Uh, yes, thank you, Jay. Um, I think um, since March... Uh, we have had to uh, be on um, uh, the church churches have been closed uh, no garden um, so we we have virtually gone we've gone virtual uh, since uh, March and the, the government was meaning to open up, but um, of course um, when they did and they saw the increase uh, a week or two after they had to reverse that decision so uh, have the churches and the mosques and all the ga- places of gathering for socials uh, closed. So um, so we have to meet together and try to find ways to um, meet together. And all the situation like um, William had described is almost the same. Uh, disciples um, struggled with uh, connecting. Some people don't have phones so. There are no internet connections where they are. is poor. And um, so uh, they have to struggle. So uh, we have to struggle to look for other means of recording the services and sending it through uh, some other platform where people cannot, um, where people don't have enough da- you know, um, data to hook up on the live streaming of uh, services. We have to record and send to them. Some can't even be able to join and see the videos. We have to send them audio messages, and sometimes we we'll have to sh- send them printed, like uh, printed uh, text messages of the sermon and classes. You know, we have to send to people, and um, and so um, it was. It's been tough on the church in terms of uh, meeting together, but we have tried as much in the last uh, two months. Improving on our communication and the connection, so we have had to use monies uh, to send to disciples to get them to get data for their phones. We have had to um, rally around. We will be very grateful for the generous heart of some of uh, very, um, you know, our very wealthy members who had taken up contributions on their own uh, as first responders to this uh, COVID situation. We've had to raise extra money through our benevolent contribution to uh, send food, send um, some other relief materials, and also open up a medical emergency uh, for anybody needing uh, care because at this time, hospitals are closed and especially the public hospitals. uh, Even the private ones are very expensive and uh, people are just scared to go out. Even the hospitals themselves are uh, not willing to take patients because uh, people do not tell clearly what their symptoms are. And so some of the hospital staff and medical people have been exposed to people who have contracted disease, disease uh, you know, the, the virus. So uh, hospitals are closed. And so we have had situation where uh, one or two disciples have been sick. And, and uh, of course, we, do, uh, uh, we have recorded our first death from COVID. Even though the sister passed, but we, didn't, we thought she had some respiratory problems because by the time they took the specimen, it took them like almost a month to come back with the results. And uh, by the time we came, uh, she passed, it was then a week or two after that, the result came out that she was positive. So we have to now isolate the family members. And luckily for us, we didn't have too many because we were not meeting together. She was not in fellowship, so we didn't have too many people that they had to trace to isolate. But, um, so, but now we don't have anybody on record that have COVID from that family or even from the church. So we've only just had one a case and there uh, she has passed. So, um, but we do have people who have other ear health, other uh, challenges on the ear health that they are being attended to right now and uh, we're keeping a watch. But really the church has not really met uh, together since March. So, so, uh, but people have opened up and we have little Bible talks, you know, with um, going with the uh, regulation to have not more than 20 people uh, all, you know, socially you know, distancing themselves and uh, pulling all the laid down NCDC uh, regulation on having small meetings like that and so we, we keep to that we, and then we are, we're looking to um, beef up our internet connectivity and presentation of our services to our people so, um, to stay so I have all my meetings on Zoom um, met, you know Zoom platform, some on WhatsApp and some on Jitsi meeting and different other platforms where people, disciples connect but further down you know, to the other churches within Nigeria, it's more challenging because of uh, the, the poor economy and people are not able to uh, have access. So we just keep praying. From time to time, we'll call to make sure that people are okay and that they are fine. So uh, but for the church, I think the spirit is high. People are excited, especially in Nagos, that is the Center. we're meeting regularly. The regions are doing well. Uh, we've had a lot of baptisms in the last uh, two three months. People are studying the Bible virtually. We're having Bible discussions virtually. We're having meetings for the teens, for the singles, for even uh, for uh, uh, you know our campus students. You know, we're just you know doing as much as we can to keep everybody uh, together. And of course, we have discipling times too uh, through virtual means. And, um, and so that's, that's how we've been able to keep the church, the family, the family going, you know, the church family going. So, um, like I said, it has affected our giving. You know, we've dropped our giving by maybe like uh, 46, 47%. Uh wow. We've dropped by that to pick up. Uh, things are not um, well financially, especially some members, some of our members, they live by the day they work. You know, majority of our people um, live on the day-to-day wages, and so it's only now that there have been a partial opening that people are earning some form of living for themselves. So, I want to use this opportunity to thank Hope Worldwide for the palliatives and the relief that we've gotten, the African Missions Association, and the benevolent giving of your week food packages that we sent to disciples in the church. And also once a month, we reach out to our community too with food and whatever else we can share. So this has really kept us going. And, um, and we thank God for all those that have been praying for us and they've been supporting us in one way or the other. I just want to say thank you.
0: Totally. Wow, Chris. That's, you guys are definitely going through a, a tough time there. You know, in South Africa, we've... Um, We've also been, we had 110 days of lockdown now and, uh, you know, we had one of the strictest lockdowns um, uh, in the world and it was very, you know, severely, uh, you know, sort of uh, policed. If you went outside your house, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't go walk your dog or walk in the road or even take a jog in the neighborhood. I mean, you could get a fine or, you know, and people actually, Mm. you know, were, uh, were severely fined or even jailed. I think at one point a couple of thousand people had been to jail because of breaking lockdown restrictions. But you know the church has done amazing here. We've 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 adapted uh, to online services. Like you guys, we have you know people that that are that it's difficult for them to get on the internet. So we you know we send them either the notes or the audio file via WhatsApp. You know so they can listen to. If they don't have enough data to watch the service on YouTube, they then listen to it. You know on uh, on an audio file, but, um, and, and uh, like you guys, you know, we've, we've had members lose jobs and lose positions. We have about f- uh, 400 people in the Joburg church that we are supporting financially from our benevolence, you know, that we get, give them food or financial uh, support to help them. So I've been so proud of the Joburg church, how they've, they've rallied to to look after people, you know, within the community. So, now, um, let me ask you this. Um, what have you guys been able to do to take care of everybody, you know, that's lost jobs or, or lost, you know, lost people across East Africa? Maybe, William, you can answer this. I mean, you know, what have you guys done to take care of people that have lost jobs or, you know, just spiritually look after people? Uh,
1: thank you, Roger. Indeed, it's been a difficult uh, time. And, uh, people losing jobs, uh, not only in uh, Nairobi, Kenya, but also in uh, Uganda, uh, Tanzania, in uh, Burundi, Rwanda, you uh, know, in, uh, in, uh, and these places have been affected uh, heavily, uh, but uh, one thing that has uh, really helped, uh, just like Chris has shared, we are very grateful for the support that we have received, uh, uh, you know, not from the disciples within, but from outside, and so uh, we've had uh, the North Carolina churches, uh, really support us heavily by uh, providing uh, support that uh, has gone a long way into taking care of uh, uh, families uh, who have lost jobs and uh, have not been able even to pay their rentals. Uh, indeed, uh, we are seeing um, uh, people uh, just generally in the, in the countries, uh, people being thrown out of their homes because they cannot pay rent. So the disciples have been able to uh, uh, get this reprieve because of their brothers and sisters who have given generously uh, from North Carolina. And then uh, we also had uh, Hope Worldwide uh, send support uh, to uh, to Kenya and to East African churches. Uh, this has also helped uh, with the food situation and uh, even some medical needs that uh, needed to be taken care of. And so that has really been uh, very helpful uh, to take off all that burden and that uh, weight uh, that was there. Uh, indeed, uh, before that support, we had uh, exhausted uh, benevolence uh, supplies that uh, we, had, we had over the time. And so this came in handy uh, just at the right time. So we're very grateful. We're also thankful to the church in uh, Geneva uh, for being able to uh, just support some of the disciples uh, in in, in and uh, uh, the disciples in uh, Burundi, uh, in Burundi. And so that has also been uh, very helpful and uh, we're grateful to the sacrifice uh, of the disciples there. And so this has uh, really helped uh, to take care of uh, these uh, situations. But even beyond uh, COVID, we've had um, uh, situations with some of our uh, brothers and sisters uh, living in uh, uh, informal settlements. And uh, I mean, we had uh, two uh, families that were affected heavily, the sister and the uh, family that uh, their houses, uh, you know, got raised in a fire, you know, in informal settlements and they long- lost almost everything. Uh, we are so grateful to just the hearts of the disciples themselves uh, within the Nairobi church. And uh, in Kenya, uh, we got support from different individuals uh, They were very encouraged, I mean, everything uh, that uh, they needed were taken care of. Um, They are so grateful, so thankful, they have food, uh, and uh, they they are so thankful for the family of disciples uh, that we have. So even beyond COVID, we've had uh, other situations uh, like those that uh, have come in, and so we thank God uh, for that support, yes.
0: That's awesome. Now, Richard, with all these needs inside of the church, I mean, how have you managed to keep the church evangelistically focused in Nairobi? I mean, when you try, there's so many people to take care of and look after. How do you keep mm-hmm. the church also focused on the lost?
1: Uh-huh. Amen. Thank you, Jay. Um, it's been a, a tough one. Uh, however, we thank God just for the different professionals we have within the church. Uh, As William had mentioned, we've had quite a number of challenges within the church. Uh, However, we've had uh, uh, different professionals in mental health who have helped the, you know, we've had workshops for the staff members, first of all, in Nairobi and East Africa. And then we had a mental uh, health workshop for the whole entire church. And one of the things that came out of it is just for everyone not to just focus on themselves, but still focus on the loss. Um, Amazingly, God continues to work even uh, during the lockdown. The advantage is that God is not locked down, neither is the gospel. And so we've had quite a number of people actually study the Bible and become disciples. Uh, Most people now have uh, been reaching out in their own neighborhoods. Uh, We have um, a brother, Tevolde, and uh, his wife, Melinda, they had their next-door neighbor when the city was locked down. They started inviting God's neighbor to a Bible study. And they'd have a Bible study on Zoom just right next door. You know, you speaking the social distancing. And uh, the lady was um, eight months pregnant, and she decided to get the place. Wow. Her husband not studying the Bible.
0: That's awesome.
1: And so just, yeah, and uh, they had different people who were locked down, you know, with their family members, and the family members have studied the Bible and become disciples, uh, young people, teenagers, campus students. And so the advantage of uh, having the virtual services is that you can reach out to anyone, and most people are at home. So once you send the invite, people are able to log in, and uh, we can be able to see each other. And so the disciples have, you know, really been very resilient. We thank God for their faith. Uh, They continue to share God's word in a virtual way, and uh, we are very grateful as we see the many numbers of people becoming disciples. Also, in Kampala, we've uh, had uh, quite a number of uh, children of disciples. So far, just in the last couple of, uh, you know, about in the last one month, we've had all the children of disciples, you know, getting baptized as you say, in response to God's word. So we see that uh, even during the lockdown, the gospel still continues to spread as we share the progress of Christ with those around us and those within our own families.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm also just so proud of the disciples in Southern Africa. You know, our church in Angola is having the best year it's ever had in its history. Uh, Our church in Zambia is doing phenomenal. It's growing more this year than in many other years. And you know, initially in Joburg, things slowed down quite a bit because we weren't even allowed to go and baptize someone. If you went to someone's house to baptize them, you would actually get arrested. So it was tough, you know, the first two months. But as soon as they've eased restrictions, you know, just tons of people are now, you know, getting ready and getting baptized. It's been very encouraging. Now, let me switch a little bit sure. and, and ask you guys, you know, personally, um, how have you done? I mean, how are you guys coping with everything, the stress, the... You know, the, 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 the change. Uh, how have your families done? Maybe we can start with you, William. But how are you, how you guys coping? How are you doing?
1: Uh, thanks very much, uh, Jay. Uh, indeed, uh, it's not been easy. We are not used to uh, being at home most of the time, all of us together, you know, consistently. So that has been challenging. But it has been a blessing as well in that uh, we've been able to carve out uh, time to spend together. So as a family, one of the things that uh, we came up with was uh, to have uh, spiritual devotionals every day. And so every day we sit down, look at a scripture, we uh, go through it. So we've been going through the Psalms, uh, which we had started before uh, the pandemic Uh, hit. And so we... We just picked up from where we had left because we had not been doing it for a while. And so we just continued with it, and that has been wonderful because it also gives us opportunities to be able to talk about how we are doing, where we are, and how we feel about the situation and the different things. And so that has been very helpful. because it's been uh, stressful uh, for the young uh, adults in the house who would have been in school and uh, who had uh, a vision of uh, being able to complete uh, this particular level of education for this year. And so like uh, for uh, our daughter, you know, she will have to repeat this whole year next year after the Ministry of Education announced that uh, this whole year has been uh, declared lost academically uh, for you know, primary school and secondary school. Really? So at least our son of the they're really trying to catch yeah, up here, yes. The whole year is lost. And so they're they're just back in January and start afresh like they began in January this year. So that is all lost. So it's traumatizing and we have talked through that, you know, just uh, keep encouraging the people. And so even with the rest of the church. So uh, that's how we're doing, but uh, we praise God. Of course, uh, being together in the house with your spouse is not necessarily, um, uh, you know, a fact that helps you connect, and talk. So we've had to actually set time, even though we do most of our meetings virtually, and somehow the number of meetings have increased. I mean, like today, we've just been meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are like we have yeah. to set the time. If we don't, we're not going to make it. <laughs> we will not have time together. So my wife and I have uh, times that we've set. We have to sit and just talk, uh, you know, just about ourselves and all that. Uh, putting aside history and uh, helping other people and preparing sermons and messages and all that, so that is how we're doing, and that we feel very great up to where we are so far.
0: Thank you, Richard. You got to go easy on William there, dude. You you uh, you overscheduling <laughs> him there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you'd think there'd be less work now that people are uh, on lockdown. There's actually more work that to be done.
0: True, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Absolutely,
0: yeah. And Richard, yourself, how have you done and you know, how's your family?
1: Well, it's been tough. Um, my wife and I moved here from Kampala July of last year. So we left three of our children in Uganda and one uh, was already living in Nairobi before we moved here. So uh, since March of this year, when the lockdown started, uh, the borders were closed between Kenya and Uganda, so we've not had a chance or rush to go back and visit our children. Uh, the young adults, though, uh, back in Uganda, neither are they able to come. And so it's been a time of anxiety uh, mm. for us as a family. Uh, it's been tough. But we thank God for, you know, technology. We have a meeting on Zoom every Monday. And so every Monday evening, we all connect 7 p.m., we pray, we talk, we share, we cry, you know, um, and uh, God continues to keep us together. It's not been easy on that front, uh, but uh, we thank God that at least we will able to connect. Mm. And then um, uh, my wife um, and I also have individual times with our children, you know, when we can speak with them. And uh it's really been tough when they share about the challenges they're going through because everything was shut down, so they're not able to earn anything. Uh, one of our, of our children is a professional musician. She sings, so she can't go out and do her gigs. You know, So it's really been tough, but uh, we're grateful for the opportunity to talk and share and learn and pray together. But uh, here for my wife and I, it, um, it's been great being together. I was laughing at William because despite the fact that we are empty nesters now, we have to fight for that time together. Mm. And so we broke up most of the Monday morning and early afternoon just to be able to spend time, talk, pray, and uh, just discuss and talk about how we're doing. And it's been going great. We definitely uh, can do better there's so much to be done and so much grounds to cover so many moving pieces. It's easy to forget about each other and forget about ourselves. I'm grateful to God that uh, we're making
0: progress in getting there day by day. Amen. Back to you, Jay. Um, And Chris, you guys, uh, how are you doing? Yeah,
1: uh, Jay, thank God. um, uh, For me, it's been... um, uh, personally, I I thank God that uh, during the course of uh, the period um, I was going through some health challenges. Before that time, you know, uh, dealing with uh, some, you know, uh, having some GI problems with my, you know, digestive system and all that, and um, you know, getting, you know, it's been up and down, and um, so I have just. Um, you know, going through uh, going through that before the lockdown, so I wasn't able to get access to my um, doctor for reviews and all that. So, but I thank God that through all this period when the hospitals were shut and all that, I was I was in good health, was stable, and, and God was able to sustain me. But it was uh, it was such an anxious period, you know, for for us um, and. Um, and, of course, my daughter, too, went through some health challenges at that time. And, uh, uh, but, um, you know, she was hospitalized. And I think the, uh, the day before the total lockdown, she was uh, discharged from the hospital. So we're keeping an eye on that and hoping that uh, nothing goes wrong. And all, all the while, up to now, she's gotten better. She's recovered. And um, God has just been sustaining us. it been a day-to-day thing keeping a watch because even right now, like, you know, if you fall ill, the hospitals won't even, you know, uh, they can only maybe attend to you via the phone or via other means. But, you know, the hospitals are just closed because of um, the danger of people coming in and uh, infecting uh, medical personnel or even uh, having their hospitals closed down. If they uh, have anybody with uh, COVID-19 and all that. So hospitals, were very circumspect of, on, on having patients, and uh, but now things have opened up, and um, we're, we're we're better. We're in good health, and, and uh, I thank God for that. But it was it's been an anxious moment, even uh, on our staff. Lagos, we, we do have people. We have three of our people that are battling cancer, and um, and others that are going through some underlying ear health that has to do with blood pressure situation and um, uh, diabetes and, and other things, you know, and uh, I am I have my own, um, you know, autoimmune problems, you know, and all that. So, so we are we're just trying to just take it one day at a time, depending on God. For my family, we get together. We, uh, we're very thankful. We're able to have devotionals every every day. You know, um, at least one hour every day, we're able to gather together. My uh, my two kids, two children are with me. They are, they are adults now. Um, one of them have graduated from college. She just graduated and she's looking for a job, so she's she's home. And my son is in college, and the, the schools are closed, so oh, so we are they are back home. And where well, we you know we get time together to pray. You know, um, you know look through the scriptures. We are doing something on, on the Psalms as well. Uh, we, we listen and follow through the podcast of Malcolm Cox on the Psalms of the Ascent. And it's been very, very helpful going through that daily and um, discussing and talking. And, and um, every Wednesday too, we go through the Sermon of Sunday. We, we do some um, midweek uh, devotional on the, on the Sermon of the previous Sunday. Yeah, yeah, but but that's it. Uh, thank you for the time to share, and
0: um, very grateful. Yeah, awesome. Well, we'll certainly be praying for you. Please be, please be praying for us in in Johannesburg. You know, um, uh, for us, the first six mm-hmm. weeks of this pandemic were crazy. I mean, just learning how to minister to the church, you know, um, getting everybody, you know, connected, getting them, you know, uh, having Zoom, having data looking after these families that needed support. I mean, I, you know, I think the first six weeks, it was like 18 hour days nonstop, you know? And Irene and I definitely became, you know, uh, you know, uh, sort of business partners, not, you know, uh, husband and wife. And we had to completely repent and get back to to being uh, a married couple, you know? And, uh, but it's Mm -hmm. been wonderful Mm -hmm. since then. So the other cool thing is, is that, um, both my kids are home with me, they're both disciples, and uh, to, to watch them in Bible studies, you know, every week, studying the Bible with their friends, you know, over Zoom, and helping mm-hmm. them get baptized, and now my daughter just started dating. How cool wow. is that? Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How much are you asking for the lobola? <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, need it. I'll
0: need advice from you, but it's definitely going to be expensive. <laughs> 100. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so the the brothers in Cape town, he's a great, he's a great brother. And, but you know, they, so they have yeah. zoom dates each week and, and it's just so sweet. It's so wonderful to see, you know, I'm sure they're going to be able to tell, you know, the story in years to come. They started dating in, 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 in quarantine, in pandemic. It's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah. That's cool. Uh-huh.
0: All right, well, guys, this sort of brings us to the end of our, of our podcast, um, but I'm so looking yeah. forward to, to all our, right. our All-Africa uh, church service, virtual church service coming up in August. That's going to be so much fun to see all you guys and see you on the, on the yeah. screen. That's going to yeah. be fun. Uh, looking forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Jay. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, keep up praying for us um, out here in East Africa. In uh, in Kenya, our numbers are going really high, and uh, some of our countries as well uh, that have been affected, uh, like Tanzania, uh, where the government had actually felt like there was no coronavirus in the country for a while and declared that uh, it was clean. Uh, But uh, when their truck drivers come into Kenya and they're tested, Uh, almost all of them are positive and they have to be restrained at the border, sent back, and that caused uh, some tension between our countries. Uh, So let us be praying for that, but uh, we pray that uh, things will change there. And also in Burundi, uh, who have uh, had uh, one fatality, Uh, you know, uh, before uh, they they had the previous president who was saying there was no coronavirus and people were just kidding and all that. Unfortunately, he, he died, and uh, that was uh, very devastating for the country there. Uh, but at least now, the new president is beginning to put in measures. So we pray that uh, the people there can uh, be safe. Wow. And, uh, so we just need a lot of prayers uh, from all angles you know, to just help us uh, with this situation.
0: Well, guys, I, I know By that. Ways, thanks, man. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the calendar reminder came up, you know, a, a, a two weeks ago saying we we're supposed to be in our Africa D group together with Mike in in uh, Orlando. <laughs> and I was just so sad. I was like, oh, man, one of my favorite parts of the year is when we all together. And, and it was just like, oh, my gosh. I'm oh, so. sorry, man. <laughs> yep, yep,
1: yep.
0: So, but I'm sure we'll, we'll 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 get all this fellowship. We'll make up for it in heaven one day.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: All right, love you guys. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, Richard, for joining. Thank you, Chris.
1: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. We'll be praying for you. All right. Yeah. Amen. Bye, I right,
0: love, love you guys. You, Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.